What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on-demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit GAIA.com forward slash My 7 Chakras. My 7 Chakras, episode 209. What you think about, you bring about. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy. Position throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So if you've got questions about life, about energy healing, about chakras, yoga or intuition, then you have clicked on the right show. And right before we move on, as you know, I love celebrating the reviews that you write uh, using your precious time. So let's listen to a recent review on iTunes. The review is by Brenda, who writes, AJ, thank you for all the time and effort you put into getting this podcast ready for us. I can't begin to tell you what a find this has been for me. From the podcast to your online webpage, allowing me to go back and review the show notes if I was listening while driving. I can't express enough how important listening to My 7 Chakras is to me and what a benefit it is to my spiritual journey. Great guests loaded with information that I can take and explore, like the book recommendations to what your guests' morning rituals are. So many things I never knew till I listened. Thanks for your dedication and effort you put into each and every show. Signed, Brenda M. Action Tribe, if you want your own review to be read out as well, what are you waiting for? Go to my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Once you do that, you'll see the review box. Then all you have to do is write your thoughts, your views, and your opinions about our show. And like I always say, every review counts. And having said that, we are ready to bring on our special guest for today, Neil Bagoshian. So Neil, are you ready to inspire? I certainly am. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. Awesome. So Neil Bogoshin is a certified energy healer and author of The Age of Healing, Profiles from an Energy Healer, and most recently, Last Whispers of War. He went on to extend his understanding of energy and quantum through extensive personal research and countless hours of live trials and application. Neil has maintained his own private holistic energy healing practice since 2010. He was also on the staff of the integrated care program at Women's and Infants Hospital for the Oncology Ward. Neil holds a double master's degree in education, a bachelor's degree in communications and a degree from the American Academy of Dramatic 
arts. Neil pursued holistic energy therapy because of his desire to provide help and care for others, to help others realize that there are so much more than what they've been told, taught, or programmed to believe. He believes the measurements of human capacity are incomplete, and his personal experiences in energy healing prove this belief. He ultimately wishes to help remove the veil that has shrouded human potential for far too long. We are unlimited human beings. Deep within, we are magical, powerful, and beautiful in myriad ways. Sunil, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, AJ. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Uh, so I can't wait to dig deeper. I've got so many questions that I want to ask you, but unfortunately, we have just about an hour today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin with some inspiration like we always do. Uh, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that quote apply in your life well you know i i there are many that i use and some of them have been used for the last 100 years um i one of my favorites is what you think about you bring about uh, and that's something that many of your listeners may have heard be, be in the past um i also uh, enjoy the quote we have the power to create our lives and the reason why I really enjoy that is because in our current world today that is unfolding rapidly in technology, um, we are losing our sense of selves. And it's so easy to get sidetracked because of technology. And we fail to realize that our true happiness and our true power is within us. Um, and I use that every single morning. You know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is thank you, whether it's out loud or to myself. And I think starting our days and our mornings off with an attitude of gratitude, it is true. Um, being thankful for what we have does usher in more circumstances. It'll make, it'll make some of the bumps much less bumpy, and we will have more to be grateful for. Got it. So two lovely quotes. What you think about, you bring about, and we have the power to create our lives. Action Tribe, this is so true. We really do have the power to create our lives and it's important to realize that true happiness stems from within and not from outside. Yes, there are things that come from outside that make you happy, but true happiness always must stem from within because like we're learning and we always learn, we can't control what happens on the outside, the economy, the jobs or the weather or whatnot. But if you practice, you can control what happens within and how you respond to what happens on the outside. So Absolutely. thanks a lot for these wonderful quotes, uh, Neil. Yeah, I just I just will also want to add something else that uh, many people out there who aren't familiar with energy healing and holistic health, they kind of tilt their heads when I say we have the power to create and uh, what you think about, you bring about. And they don't realize that our thoughts are energy. And in layman's terms, how I explain it to people is very simply, you haven't heard from a friend in a very long time. You start to think up about that friend. And usually within two or three weeks, you suddenly hear from that friend out of the blue. And it's because our thoughts are energy. They are energetic. Um, they can move molecules and matter and impact everything right in our immediate space. So... I think that in order to go forward and to begin to realize that we can come together as one is to first realize that our thoughts are energetic. We don't need people to tell us what to think. We have the power within us to um, navigate that. Absolutely. Action Tribe, take note, thoughts are energy. It's not just about what action you do physically, but what action you take in terms of thinking about certain thoughts or avoiding certain negative patterns and thoughts. So Neil, to begin with, what inspired you to write your book, The Age of Healing? Well, when I, um, when I was about 16 or 17 years old, I had a horrible case of mono, mononucleosis, and it sidetracked me then, and it stuck with me for many years after. And um, fast forward to around 2003 or four, I had adrenal fatigue. So I was always always looking and seeking um, ways to amp up my own health and my own system. And I started to realize the mind-body connection and then energy and frequency and how important they are. I'm also a big fan of Nikola Tesla. And he also, he also said that frequency is one of the keys to the universe, energy and frequency. 
and it was just one big rabbit hole and um, that I started to go down and I was intrigued and I've always, always believed that we are capable of so much more. I mean, that comes right from my heart, right from my life. Uh, I just feel like we haven't been taught in schools everything that we really are, what we can really do, the impact that we can truly have when we think properly, when we are told the proper things. And I wanted to write a book that appealed in that um, discussed my individual experiences with my clients in layman's terms to try to appeal to the masses on a simple level in a way that they would understand just to get them to understand more, just to have a greater impact, to inspire them that, hey, Western medical uh, science is not all there is. Uh, holistic healing and health works in complement with that. And and we can do much to heal ourselves. Got it. So you mentioned that when you were 16, you had different types of health challenges. Yeah. And through those challenges, you found an opportunity to go out into the world and read some uh, stuff and basically research to find answers to the problems that you are facing. And on that journey, you stumbled upon so many different uh, ideas and principles, especially when you read about Nikola Tesla, who spoke so eloquently about frequency and how it relates to the world. And you, it seems like you stumbled upon this new way of thinking. And through your personal experience, you also noted that what's being taught in schools, sometimes it's not very empowering. And so you wanted people to be exposed to your experiences, and you wanted them to get information that's normally very esoteric, but in very layman terms, non-scientific terms, so that people can actually understand uh, this beautiful universe around us and also take action. Is that correct? Absolutely. I wanted people to understand that it's not some like woo-woo science. It's not some. It's not wearing tinfoil hats. We are energetic, and we become programmed in our society. And people need to realize on a mass level that our society is indeed a program. And um, you know, there are things that are that are kept from us um, because they don't make money. Um, they don't make some of the, uh, um, um, the corporations rich. And these are simple things that don't cost much money that are within us. I firmly believe that we have and we were put on this earth needing nothing for the most part, um, save for uh, those individuals who might have been born with a disability of some sort or an impairment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. Now, uh, since we're on the to topic of energy or energetic beings, we've all heard that we are energetic beings, but what are some of the different parts or layers that comprise our energetic body? I'm, I'm sorry, what are some of the different parts or, or what? The different parts or different layers that comprise our energetic body? Sure, absolutely. Um, when, I'm, when I'm working on my, my clients, there is the ethereal field, there's the outer body, the outer ethereal body, and that's usually the first first layer that I personally can sense and encounter. And um, that ethereal field can be uh, littered and riddled with barbs. And those barbs come from other people who we may pass in our days, who we may come into contact with at work, walking on the street, in a bar, in a restaurant, wherever we go. Because our energetic field can extend outwards up to nine feet at least. So, you know, and that's not to even factor in any kind of um, psychological barbs that we might encounter um, because thoughts are energy. We don't know what people around us might be thinking about us all the time. And that can result in a, in a pretty dirty or dusty energetic outer layer. And so the first thing I do is usually sweep the clients and sense them. But people at home can actually cleanse themselves with the mere thought of um, sending sending energy up through their crown chakra, out through the top of their head, and just visualize, even if it's for, even if it's for 60 seconds, a, um, a shower of white light energy just dousing their outer energy field, and visualize it just going up and down and sweeping, and take a nice deep breath. Um, so that's that's something simple. But once you get into the internal layers, of course, there's the entire chakra system, and there's not just there's not just seven. There's actually four more uh, above the crown chakra, and there's another beneath our feet. Um, and and so all of those all of those chakras you can at, at at home. And what I also do with my clients, I will visualize them being amped up 
and being cleansed and spinning in full color. And um, usually you can sweep yourself that way too internally to begin to cleanse your entire system. And that will also, uh, by default, open up your third eye. Um, people on my table and in my distance healing sessions actually will say that they see certain colors on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's really fascinating, but I will add that every single individual is different. This is not miracle work, although some, sometimes miracle-like um, results do happen. And I think it's important to, uh, for, for people to know that we are, we are complex, and I do believe in, in having past lives. And so sometimes some of the issues that we might have had in our past lives are still carried forward into this one because they still need to be resolved. So since everything is energetic, my clients out there, um, they will have different results. They'll have different effects. They will sense different things. No two clients are alike. And that's one of the things that makes what I do so much fun. Got it. So you spoke about the ethereal field, the outer body of our aura, and the fact that it can be littered with barbs uh, that can be affected by our daily interactions, the type of uh, rooms that we hang out in, or the type of environments that we spend most time in, and you sort of uh, detect those, right? Uh, yes. So whether it's a resentment or some negativity or some jealousy or whatever, any negative energy that affects the ethereal body, and what was quite fascinating that you shared was that, that these energetic fields can extend up to nine feet in distance. So so it's just not in and around your body. It extends beyond as well. And then you spoke about the internal layers inside the aura, which include the seven main chakras, but also the minor chakras, which are below your feet or on your palms as well, right? And you spoke about the third eye, which I have a question around that. Uh, you said when you do the, this inner work, you're able to open your third eye. So my question is, are your clients also able to see the third eye at a certain point, maybe like the bluish light that they speak about or a star, um, you know, in between the eyes, because I personally am able to feel spiritual energy to and from my third eye. Uh, I'm, I'm able to feel the pulsating or the pulsing of my third eye, but I'm not able to particularly see that light that they speak about. That's very fascinating. I Some of my clients do, not all of them see the color. Um, many will also report a tingling. Yes. Uh, on the- their skin on the third eye region. So that tells me something too, you know, and um, if my intention is to open up that third eye, yeah. I can focus directly on it too. They may have other sensations, like they might experience a lightheadedness. They might experience um, a trance-like sleep where they don't even realize that they fell asleep, um, you know, but they'll fall asleep for a good five or 10 minutes and then they'll realize, oh my God, I think I was somewhere, you know. So, uh, and that's why I stressed earlier, um, each client will have a different result. Some clients I will have, to be honest with you, they, they won't feel anything different after the session at all. They might, they might not experience anything during the session. And however, the next day they'll feel great. I, um, I'll share this with you. I, I, I had an end stage cancer client and, uh, I actually talk about this case in my book. And this individual, um, they were in the middle of their chemo sessions and they were being prepped for a chemo cocktail. Now, I was summoned and asked to work on them because they ran out of options. They had nothing left except for the chemo and the chemo cocktail. And, you know, when you start to hear chemo cocktail, it's an experimental one. And, and you just know it's not good being put into, your, into the body. Mm-hmm. And, and so... What was fascinating about that, the point of my sharing this with you, is that whenever I went to work on this individual, they always looked at me and said, you know what, I always feel so much better the next day. And this person, after about five sessions, now mind you, they're at end stage cancer, okay, um, they, they gained weight uh, before the chemo cocktail, they had the desire to go to the gym, uh, it, the, some of they, they went out on a boat on a Sunday afternoon on an outing with friends. So their vitality started to come back. And that's what energy healing does. And, and realizing um, the vibrance of energy within us and that which we need perhaps to be amped up again in our, in our systems. Because when we have a disease, don't go, and if you break down the word disease, it is yeah. dis 
ease. Okay. It is a body not at ease. And Bob Proctor said that, you know. But you can amp up the body, and, and people, people should understand that um, any place where there is a disease, it is, a, it is an area of low frequency. If there's a, an ailment of some sort, that point will be a place of low energy frequency. And so as an energy healer, I work as the conduit to help the body to heal itself through intention, through raising the frequency in that particular area or areas. Got it. So loved the definition disease and the fact that, that you said that any disease is due to a low frequency associated in that area or maybe some stagnant or stale energy and you as a conduit are able to direct higher frequency to that area thereby increasing their vitality as you've shared in the wonderful example person who was an end-stage cancer client but after five sessions they gained weight they improved in their vitality and their willingness and wanting to do exercise which is normally a big challenge at such a stage now i just wanted to check are there different types of energy healing could you talk to us a bit about that? Uh, I'm, well, I'm certified in quantum touch. And many people, when I okay. explain to them that I'm an energy healer and certified in that, the first thing they begin to associate it with is Reiki. Um, it is similar. It, it is similar to Reiki. Mm -hmm. uh, like anything else, it's finding the practitioner with whom you resonate best with. Um, there are, there are you know, good healers and, and, and healers who you may not derive any benefit from. And that also begins to become energetic. Uh, with regards to the different types of healing out there, you know, I'm, I'm only familiar and I only focus on those modalities that I can implement with my clients and that I can help um, people around me. And so I have stuck with quantum touch that has morphed into my own personal research into shamanism. I do incorporate some shaman techniques as well. I'm a, bit, I'm a very big fan of shaman uh, healing. Um, and, and, uh, believe it or not, there's power in when you start to consider and look into sacred geometry, sacred symbols. Um, I believe in that as well. I believe in crystals. I believe in shapes. I believe in the energy within, within rocks and stones because they are derived directly from our earth, which is teeming with energy. And, you know, so again, a lot of it, as I'm sure you'll appreciate, it goes back to our core. All of it goes back to our core. All of these modalities, it goes back to our core. And while I'm on that subject, I do, I do keep my prices at a level where it's like going to get a massage. And I, and I share that with you because I've had a couple of clients within the last year or so who have shared with me that there are some practitioners who are charging three, four, five, six hundred $600 per session. And I, I, I'm shocked when I hear this because mm -hmm. this stuff isn't covered by traditional insurance. And it depends on people's fluid income. And I could never bring myself <laughs> to charge somebody that much money and still <laughs> feel good about myself. I don't, I don't believe in that. I, 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 I firmly got into this to try to help people. I believe in people. I believe in life. I believe in love. And I believe in trying to implement these things into the body and getting people to understand that, look, we are all one and we need to get on the same frequency. And, but to do that isn't, going to be achieved by my charging you three, four, five hundred dollars, you know. So uh, in some cases, I'll even work on a sliding scale. Some people can't afford much. and I'll charge them half that or I'll charge them whatever they can afford. And I think that's truly giving of oneself. And um, if you really want to circulate to the world that we are energetic beings and there's more than just popping a pill and relying on chemical dependency, it's, it's through keeping it at a realistic level. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for providing that perspective. Yes, in many cases where energetic energy healing can become so expensive, especially because of the fact that it's not covered by insurance. So people who really would benefit the most from a session or a few sessions are not able to afford it. And, uh, you know, that's when... Uh, your mission or your purpose comes into play, right? How do you want to impact the world around you? And uh, how do you want to help the people that need your support yes. and uh, wisdom the most? Now, I, I, I want to dive deeper into the topic of energy, energetic bodies that we are discussing about today. Uh, and we've spoken about this a bit, but what is the relationship between our thoughts, our emotions, and oh, our That's energy? a really good one. Um, some cases, they are directly intertwined, our thoughts and emotions, because we have the ability to, to shift our emotions by changing our thoughts. However, on the flip side of that, they can also be wholly independent 
Our emotions, our emotions are our mm. barometer. Let us know if the situation or the act that we are engaged in is good for us. Is it the emotions will be tied into our gut instincts. If we sense something is not right, we're going to feel it. And similarly, if we are in a situation or even in a relationship and we don't feel happy or we don't feel fulfilled, usually we need to pay attention to those feelings. And I, I don't want to confuse that with some of the prevalence today amongst the millennial generation. I'm also a public school teacher. Uh, I'm a special education teacher. And so I don't want to confuse that with what some of the younger people and younger generations are being preoccupied with and that being it's about how I feel. It's also about what you do about it. And I think action needs to be stressed here. It's not always about letting everyone know how you feel against within and understand those emotions. So our emotions are the barometer to what we're doing. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it healthy? Do I need to change this course that I'm on? And to begin to change that, you then need to shift your thoughts. Think more positively. Believe that anything is possible because, and I have seen this myself, life can change in, an, in a single instant. And since everything is energetic, yes, our emotions are, are energetic because they're born in our, energe in our energetic bodies. But uh, since our thoughts are also energetic, they can impact our emotions and begin to change the course that we are on. Um, there is, but that's a that's a huge subject to really tackle. And there, because there's so many there's so many nuances to it. Really, <laughs> um, people need to always remember yes. that a positive thought is hundreds of times more powerful than a ne than a negative thought. If you wake up in the morning and you spill coffee on yourself and you trip and you fall and you break the coffee mug, but you're fine and you get up, you dust your you dust yourself off. Instead of saying, "Oh my God, this is going to be an awful day," you can laugh about it and say, oh my God, that has simply never happened to me before. And it's a new experience and you actually smile. And you know what? That smile and the next moment that comes after it is going to carry you through to the next moment, the next. So choose happiness, choose something good because it is energetic and you will begin to impact the situations following that moment and all the moments that follow. So Action Tribe, our emotions are the barometer. It's our GPS. If you want to change your emotions, if you don't like the emotions you're experiencing, change your thoughts. And to consistently change your thoughts, make positive thinking a habit. Because once you have that habit of thinking positively and responding to situations that might normally per be perceived as a negative situation, that habit will help you transform your day and your life as well. So, um, Neil, are you able to see energies? Are you able to see auras or their colors? Um, only when I close my eyes, I sense things. I cannot, I cannot see them with my naked eye with my eyes open. I can sense them. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can see if I look in the proper way, I can see the fuzzy, a fuzzy field, right? But um, I will not, not be able to sense really the colors until I close my eyes and begin to really study it. And that's not, and and that is, that's not always. Got it, got it. So for someone who is listening to our show and is really fascinated about learning more about the mysteries around them, how did you go about developing your sensitivity to either intuitively sensing the, the, you know, the, the aura or maybe even seeing that fuzzy apparition uh, around the body? How do you go about that? That's another great question, too. It's about sharpening our antennas, our spiritual antennas, our energetic antennas. It's about being aware of ourselves more. It's about understanding things like the pituitary gland and, you know, why, why does it seem, why can't I feel anything there? And then you'll begin to perhaps feel tingling because you're now your awareness is on it. Um, in the pineal gland, and um, to begin to to begin to do this, I I must admit that from a very young age, I've always had very vivid dreams, and a lot of my dreams have sure. um, a lot a lot of them come true, and I do have prophetic visions at times uh, sleeping. So I think that I do I, I I might have a natural mechanism within me that's already pre-tuned to that station. What I advise, however, what I advise other people who want to get into this and become um, more aware is to do just that, become more aware of the intricacies of their own bodies, of their own thoughts, to read books on spirituality, on shamanism. If you really want to immerse yourself into something and reacquire the old discipline of teaching ourselves, um, it's important to 
it's important to inundate to eat, sleep, drink that subject for, for at least a good year. And what usually happens to me when I, when I self-teach myself, and first of all, I'm always intrigued by, by this. So I love what I do. I love energy. I love talking about energy. I love trying, I, I love uh, opening people's eyes. So since I love it, it comes easily to me, and I, I continually encounter how it is unfolding and manifesting in my own life. But people can do this, um, read, buy the books, buy, buy books that appeal to you. Sometimes I'll walk into a bookstore, AJ, and I'll buy a book because when I look at the dust jacket, I'll, I'll just get like a ping in my gut, like I'm going to like that book. And, I, and nine, nine out of ten times, that, that instinct and that gut feeling is right. Listen to that inner voice. Listen to your heart. Listen to your soul. What is it craving for? Right now, in our hyper technological environment, I can tell you that most people are craving, they're craving their souls to be fed with some, with some good substance that is not artificial. And so when you go within yourself and you research and you read the books on spirituality and energy, you, you are feeding yourself. You are doing yourself a favor. You're doing your future self a favor because you're growing in ways that you would, you would never grow through a cell phone, through a text message, through um, hopping on Facebook and getting, you know, pre, um, preoccupied with some sort of drama, you know. So I love what you said. Uh, you gave us two big pieces of advice. One is it's about observing the intricacies of how your mind and body works uh, by self-contemplation. And also it's about uh, dedicating yourself to the topic that you're really interested in. So, for example, if you're interested in energy healing, you can, you know, read books and educate yourself by actually executing on some of the techniques and tips uh, that are written about in the books. It's about training your instinct and using your instincts more because the more that you train it and use it the more that it responds and Neil I find myself often in the library because what I've realized is when I go to the bookstore I end up buying the books but then you have the library as well so I spend a lot of time at the library uh, you know getting books about lucid dreaming energy healing auras chakras manifestation you know and, and my belief is even if I don't read the entire book even if I read a few chapters of it I'm still creating those neural pathways within my brain that will somehow make a connection or maybe a few months down the line remind me hey you read that book but you didn't complete it go back yes, so absolutely. it's so fascinating absolutely. and you know people should also understand that we would not be able to exist on this planet if the energy that runs through the earth was not compatible with that which runs through our bodies and if you break it down even further when someone has a heart condition or a heart attack what machine do they use electro they they, they, they put in electro frequency to our yeah. hearts to to get back the electric rhythm that is within our, or that is within our bodies. Um, another tip that I could give your audience, something that I do all the time uh, when I'm writing or uh, um, uh, when I have a question, before you go to bed at night, pose that question to your subconscious mind. Carl Jung said, all of our ideas, all of our, what shall I say, all of our creativity, it is born in the, in the, in the uh, superstrata of our subconscious minds. He knew that things incubate deep within ourselves, deep within our minds, deep within our higher selves, our higher bodies. Right. And so my advice is people who want to tackle this path, pose the question to your higher self when you're in bed and your head is on that pillow. Ask, what is the next book that I need to read? Show me. What is the next, what is the next thought that I need to ponder? Um, what is the next place or where is the next place that I need to place my awareness that is going to open up greater enlightenment for me. Ask these questions because it can be magical. It can be beautiful. You may not get the answer the, ne the next morning. You may not get it the next week. But eventually, over the next few weeks, maybe you're walking by a bookstore and something jumps out at you. Maybe you're watching um, a TV commercial or a TV show and one of the characters picks something up and you say, oh, my God, that, re that just reminded me of something. You something will come to you. And it will bring you on to the, to the next step, the next path. Because I firmly believe that if you seek earnestly, seekers are always rewarded. And then you must act, which is if you need to do something, if you need to read the book, if you need to research, if you need to ponder a certain life question, that will come to you. Whatever you need to do will come to you if you are earnest in your intentions. Now, Neil, I know that you are a certified uh, professional um, and you've been doing this for many years. But early on in life, what were some of the first experiences you had with uh, energy healing or the energetic world? Is there a story that you can share? Um, let's see. 
that um, well, since I believe everything is energy, I I actually had a supernatural experience uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, and okay. it's 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 what confirmed to me that we're so much more. And to even further that thought, um, I believe that which we cannot see in physical space is far more powerful than that which we can see. Because this physical third dimension, it can seem so flimsy at times, so thin, and they're just they they are possessions. While while and, and they are while they might be vibrating matter, well that which we cannot see in unseen space is far more powerful. So the experience that I had, I was I was in Fort Worth, Texas, and um, I was closing up a restaurant there. Um, this is going back about um, oh about almost 20 years ago. And I was walking onto this balcony to lock the doors and I walked right through uh, an energy field, a spirit, whatever you, whatever you want to, to call it. I call it a spirit. Some people call it a ghost. Um, the, the hair in the back of my neck stood up. I lost my breath. I gasped when I walked through and I knew exactly what had just happened. And I turned and I addressed the entity um, as if I was talking to a person and I said, um, I'm sorry, I'm just going to lock this door and I'm, I'm going to leave. And I did that, but I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten the sensation because I, it was pure energy. I walked, I walked right through it. And, um, it just told me that, you know, there's so much more around us. And I remember reading a book and I wish I could tell you what the name of that book is. I can't recall it right now, but it was, uh, written by a gentleman who was also in the merchant marines and he was studying radar and the point of the book was you have no idea how many energetic beings and entities are around us in unseen space all the time and some of these energetic entities are highly intelligent and i believe that uh so that was that was one of the things because what that, what that, uh, what I felt when I walked through it, it was like a static energy. And so when you start to really put the things together and connect the dots, like what Nikola Tesla says, and my personal experiences, and um, Gregory Braden and David Wilcock, they all, they all talk about basically the same concourse, the same thing, the same area. We are, we are, we're more. We're just, we're just more than everything that we've been told. And I cannot say that enough. Um, other experiences, when I was in Cape Cod, I was, uh, I was, I think I was about 25 years old. I had just gotten out of a very difficult relationship. Um, I hadn't begun in earnest to really realize energy uh, to the level that I understand it now. And I went to see a woman who uh, was an angel healer. And so she communicated with angels. And I remember... She put her uh, hand over my heart, and she could sense the heartbreak, and she could sense it in my back as well. And of course, that told me that started to introduce me to the energy that the heart has, and which is immense. There's nothing greater than love, and um, and the energy from love. And I'll never forget one of the things that she told me, and this is a, a worthy nugget of information for all, all of your listeners, um, wherever they are. <clears throat> she said. Don't ever forget this. Saviors get slaughtered and martyrs get punished. We are not here to save anybody. We can guide them, but we can't save them. And that may help people out there who may be in a difficult relationship at this point in their lives, and they feel guilty about seeking their own happiness and fulfillment. And we must always remember that we are on our own journey. And I do believe that since everything is energy, what I do as an energy healer and how we live our lives in um, the everyday mundane uh, courses that we, we happen to go through. It is all interconnected. Uh, um, once you begin to understand energy, you'll begin to better understand life. Now, you spoke to us about using the intuition, using our instincts and speaking to our higher selves or maybe asking our higher selves, what is that next book, that next course or that next person to meet? Right. right? Uh, and I know that you're a certified quantum energy healer. How did you first hear about quantum energy healing? What was that situation like? So I, uh, I was getting really hungry about, about energy. I, I, have always believed also on psychokinesis, moving, moving things with the mind, uh, mm. having impact.
impact uh, over matter with our minds. And I just remember uh, looking online um, sometime around 2005, I want to say, and and I saw, I stumbled upon Quantum Touch, and I was so happy because I said, oh my God, I can get certified in this. And uh, it just resonated with me because, it, again, it's something that I believed in, and I believed that um, um, we could use our minds uh, to heal ourselves and to have impact on the matter and in the world that surrounds us. And so I pursued it and got certified. Got it. Got it. Uh, and also you, you've written and you've said that we are here on earth at a special time. So I just wanted to know what are your thoughts around this and what do you really mean by that? Yes. Um, we're living in a time that is frankly unprecedented. Our grandparents have never experienced this before. Our great grandparents, nowhere in modern recorded history have the things that we're experiencing today ever occurred. And it's a double-edged sword because in one hand, there's lots of opportunity and positive things that are emerging. But on the other hand, there's also a lot of sinister aspects to this. We are going through a precipice right now. Uh, well, excuse me, we're on a precipice. We're going through a threshold right now. The world is being bombarded with a multitude of different energies. Um, some of those are very good and loving and healthy. And it depends on the people out there and where their focus and heart is, whether they're going to feel the goodness or whether they're going to continue to be perhaps numb and go on uh, a negative uh, path. But um, we have verified that there are chemicals being sprayed in our skies overhead. Um, Harvard University just last month, it was on their website, Harvard University website admitted to solar geoengineering. Um, in order for this to occur, to occur, they you must spray things in our skies. And then still to this day, still to this day, there are people out there who still think that, oh, no, they're just normal contrails from airplanes and that the clouds are all real and pure. They're not. Many, many, many times they are not pure. We have GMOs in our food, genetically modified modified organisms. We must be vigilant to this. We are living in a time where cancer rates are spiking. Autism rates are spiking. Uh, leukemia rates are spiking. Diabetes rates are spiking. Why? It's not just living a unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, people in America back in the 40s and 50s, they most often relied on a meat and potato diet. And they lived pretty healthy lives. I mean, they lived into their 60s, 70s, which then was a full life. Today, yes, there are more people living into their 80s, but there are also more people dying before they're 40. So why is this? And we need to be vigilant. Um, you know, the questions, the, the, the pre-interview questions that you had sent, I had, I had written something. Um, I'm just going to read it. It is very important. It is very important to understand who we really are in the face of emerging artificial intelligence and robots that are quickly replacing human production and humans. And the, the crux of this is that we are losing the sanctity for human life but it's being programmed into our society to be this way. Um, and those corporations, and this is not meant to sound anti-corporate. It's just that we have people in our periphery, in our society, who are more concerned with controlling us and controlling how we live than and enhancing our well-being. Um, your, view, your listeners can also look back on the Internet uh, there was a affiliate, a local affiliate, NBC or, or Fox affiliate in St. Louis, who through the Freedom of Information Act about four years ago, she uncovered that um, the U.S. Army was spraying chemicals in, 19, in the 1950s on a low-income housing project to see if they could stunt um, uh, reproduction in the women who lived in the project. This has been going on. That, that, was, on, that was on local news, and, and then it went viral. That, and so this has been going on for years. And uh, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say, and what I'm what I'm the reason one of the reasons why I also wrote the book, and another reason why I got into energy healing was to try to bring more people together in mind to come together as one. We need to get on the same frequency. Division keeps us apart. It's not good. Our resonant frequency is constantly interrupted by division, by chemicals in our skies and in our foods, by the uh, um, addictive substances that are approved by the FDA, by our government, for the sake of money. And we are left hanging in the balance. When in reality, if we were to come together and get on the same resonant frequency of love, nothing could stop us, nothing could control us, nothing could overpower us, ever. So we must try to resist that any kind of division caused by politics, caused by political parties, caused by um, um, pro 
you know, for instance, pro-abortion, anti-abortion, Democrat, Republican. These are all splinters. They create splinter groups. It's not good. And we, we must realize that at the end of the day, the majority of us on this planet want the same thing. We want harmony. We want love. There was a, there was a quote found amongst the actor James Dean's belongings when he died. And it was a clipping from a newspaper in Indiana called The Religious Weekly. And it was called The Complete Man or Woman. And it read, The Complete Man or Woman, these are their needs. The need for love and security, the need for creative expression, the need for recognition and self-esteem. And I think that pretty much sums up the basic things that we need as human beings amongst when we're living in an interwoven society in which we still have bond with each other. And the stimuli is pure and not artificial like technology. So to get back to, you know, to answer your question more directly, I've digressed a little bit here, but we're living in unprecedented times and we're living in times that have simply never existed. But there's a lot of, there has never been a more opportune time for people to come together if they wake up and realize what's at stake, because we are at stake. The sanctity of our lives is at stake, of our children, um, their imagination. As a school teacher, I can tell you that now in public schools, it's like a one-size-fits-all education, it's, which is not good. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to individual talents, individual imaginations, individual creativity. I don't know where or when we will have the next Beethoven or the next Mozart or Michelangelo, you know. Uh, where will the next Edgar Cayce come from if, if we're now chosen, excuse me, if we're told what to think and how to think? If we're taught the same things um, for a through and from a boilerplate template. So we must begin to take our lives back um, as, as one, not splintered groups, as one. And I think that's uh, extremely important. And it, it will determine and it will begin to dictate um, the future evolution of our civilization. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 209. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 209. And before we move on, a word from our sponsor. Explore the vast traditions of yoga with the Gaia original series Yogic Paths. Filmed across India, the 13-episode series captures the beauty of mystical Indian landscapes and never-before-seen ashrams while taking the viewer on a journey through the many traditions of yoga. While the practice of physical postures called asanas is most well-known in the West, understanding the full scope of this rich and varied tradition gives meaning and power to the yoga that we know today. Action Tribe, since you're listening to this show, it's clear that you are interested in topics such as chakras, yoga, and self-realization, and you know exactly where to go for audio content and interviews. And I sure hope you feel this way about our show, My 7 Chakras. But where do you go if you want a streaming TV video service with the same values and similar content? The answer is Gaia.com. To start watching this show, The Yogic Paths, as well as get your first month at Gaia for just 99 cents, visit Gaia.com forward slash My 7 Chakras. That's G-A-I-A dot com forward slash My S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Whenever we need to make a very important decision, it is best to trust our instincts because reason usually tries to remove us from our dream, saying that the time is not yet right. Reason is afraid of defeat, but intuition enjoys life and its challenges all the time. This is a quote by Polo Coelho. Action Tribe, it's finally time to listen to your gut instinct. It's time to pay heed to that inner voice that has been telling you to do the right thing. I'm not referring to the nagging internal mental chatter. I'm talking about the soft voice that comes to you once in a while, like a whisper. There is a powerful ancient force within you as we're learning that is older than your conscious self. It is your higher self and it has been waiting for your attention. Logic will always tell you that the time is not yet right, but it wants you to stay within your comfort zone. But like we're learning today, intuition enjoys both life and its challenges. So Neil, we've arrived at the challenge round where our listeners have a chance to learn from your struggles or maybe your challenges. So take us back to a time when you experienced a major life challenge and uh, tell us how did you get into it and then what steps did you take to overcome it? I recently lost uh, my father um, in December and uh, that was the first time I lost um, someone 
that close to me. And it was an immediate challenge because then you realize that, okay, this is a chance to basically put into practice what I preach to my clients and my students. And I did. And it turned out to be quite beautiful. Um, I uh, wasn't sure how I was going to end up um, on the other side of it. And during his demise, um, I was realistic about it. And I, I firmly believe that there's no such thing as death and only life. I think that death is just a mortal word that we use when in reality this dimension and this life is just a pit stop for the next place. Uh, um, so that um, the, challenge, the challenge was to implement everything that uh, I believe in. And I did. And it's, it's healthy to always, always know, know that everything here in this plane of existence is temporary. And I remind myself of that every single day. Um, everything that mankind will ever build, do, think, have, it's temporary. And um, so I stayed grounded and I kept the memory of my, uh, many memories of my father close at my heart. And I believe that I can speak to him every single day whenever I want. And so can everyone else out there who has ever lost a loved one. Um, you know, I, the book, I'm writing a children's book right now on grief and grieving. And I, the irony is that I had conceived the book before my father's passing and before his demise. And what I write in there, too, is, you know, death is just a reason to say, I, I miss you. And we are left with, we are left with that. We're left with uh, a, an aching heart. And that's the hardest thing to reconcile with. It's, the, it's, it's that sense of loss. It's the pain in our hearts, the pain that they are no longer physically here with us in this dimension. But I assure you, you know, those who leave are always happier than those they leave behind. And we must be careful not to ever be selfish in our grief, to be happy for those that have passed on. Because they're, it meant that their journey here and their purpose here was finally fulfilled. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your story. Uh, as you look back now at your life, at your memories, uh, and the things that you've shared with us, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners in just one sentence? Um, always persevere. And if the moment that you find yourself in is not optimal or happy, just know that there's another moment coming in which you can turn everything around. Well, thanks a lot uh, for sharing that and uh, taking us back to a moment where it was not that comfortable for you, um, a moment of, of, of challenge uh, and that of losing uh, your father. Uh, and since you mentioned it was the first time that you lost a close family member, it was uh, really hard for you. And you took that as an opportunity to really apply what you teach and what you share and what you've learned over the years. Um, during his demise, you mentioned that you reaffirmed to yourself that there is no death really because everything around us, everything that we've created is just a temporary. Uh, and in fact, the planet Earth is just temporary residence before we move on uh, because change is the only constant. And you went back to the power of the heart, which you've told us earlier as well, is one of the most powerful forces there is, uh, the power of love. Uh, and death is just a reason to say I miss you. Love that phrase because those who leave are usually happier than those who are left behind. And that is something sometimes that is difficult to believe. But if you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, in the spiritual context, it means that their job on 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 planet Earth is complete, and then and they are moving on to their next uh, next phase. So thanks also, a lot for sharing. I just want to add that quantum touch level two. Where which I'm also certified in, that it actually teaches how to use heart energy to heal. Action Tribe, I hope you are beginning to realize that the possibilities of your life are endless. It's really up to the power of your imagination because everything begins in the mind. And once it is in your mind, it's really up to you to manifest that vision into the physical three-dimensional space. And every manifestation begins with decision a decision to do something about your dreams you see everyone gets dreams everyone gets ideas and almost everyone gets a jolt of inspiration at some point in his life but very few use that experience to make a decision if you have a dream in your mind then i want you to make a decision today in fact make a decision right now that you will make it happen no matter what you will do whatever it takes to make your dreams come true will it be easy Maybe not. Has it been done before? I'm sure it has. Will you be able to achieve it? And that is something that I'm really sure of. 
because I'm, I have full faith in your ability to make a difference, to make a change in this world. So make a decision, write it down on a piece of paper, a diary or a journal right now, because when you do, you will feel that jolt of excitement, a vibration of things that are about to come true, because we're learning today, vibration is everything. Either you increase your vibration or you stay where your current vibration is. And just like the quote from the alchemist states, but he was able to understand one thing. Making a decision was only the beginning of things. When someone makes a decision, he is really diving into a strong current that will carry him to places he has never dreamt of when he first made that decision. Sunil, as on today, what is your life calling? What is my life calling? It definitely... Um impressing upon others and moving their lives uh, for the better, trying to bring people together as one. I feel like I consistently find myself doing that as an underlying objective, whether it be in the books I write or things that I'm working on or clients that I'm seeing. I feel like uh, I'm here to help others and and, um, lead by example. Thanks for sharing. Now, was there ever a defining moment in your life what i mean is was there ever a a phrase that you read in a book or maybe an interaction that you had maybe an experience that you had that really changed the way you look at the universe around you yes uh you had mentioned earlier that you watched my interview with richard gordon um on there i on there i had talked about when i was in new york city if 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 you recall and i was standing on the curb uh it was my first it was my first visit to new york and i was with my mom and dad and um I was, I think, I think I was 21 years old, and uh, I was standing on the curb uh, in Broadway section, and um, the cab was resuming by me, and I thought it was safe to step down off the curb and begin to cross. I stepped down onto the pavement. As soon as I did, uh, somebody, uh, this hand just grabbed my collar and pulled me right back up. And as he did, uh, a cab zoomed by. The cab must have been going about 40 miles an hour. Uh, 50 miles an hour, I would have been gone. And uh, I look back, and there's this tall man staring straight ahead, never made eye contact with me. And it was almost as if when I look back at him, that even though I was in, um, I was surrounded by other people, it was just me and him. It was almost like that episode or that scene in Vanilla Sky, when everything freezes, reality freezes. And I said, thank you. And he had a very stoic face, and he still did not make eye contact with me, and still staring straight ahead. He said, you're welcome. And I was dazed by it. And I turned around, and I looked forward. The light had turned. We started to cross the street. I turned behind me again, and he was gone. And I turned to my mother to my left. I said, did you just see that? And she said, see what? I said, did you just see what just happened to me? And it was almost like another dimension, and no one saw it. And I remember it vividly to this day, and um, I will never forget it. And I believe that was an angel. Uh, I believe that I believe that there's a possibility that it might have been a shape shift of dimensions at that moment um, because I needed to continue to stay in this one. Um, things like that do happen, and uh, there are crossovers with dimensions more often than people realize. There was a gentleman at MIT several years ago who concluded concluded through his own research, I can't recall his name, I'm sorry, but he concluded that, he said, there's not just three or four dimensions, there's like upwards of like seven, eight, nine. So, you know, there's, there's so much more than in this life. And that that is the, I can't keep saying that enough, AJ, because there's so many, I, you know what, I say that as often as I do, because I, the one thing that does shock me, one thing that I am surprised at, are the number of people who are still and they think they're not fast asleep. But the challenge is waking them up to realize that there's more. There's more than just mm-hmm. living in this third dimensional reality and going into a debt with a bank and having the mortgages and paying the bills and having the Western medicine and the pills and all that. There's so much more than that because everything that I just said is on the outside of us, not on the inside of us. We're constantly drawn out of ourselves and the challenge is to stay within so, you know, that experience coupled with the others that I had shared with you earlier about my dreams and about, you know, the, um, the entity that I walked right through. I mean, when I really began to connect all of those dots, it, it uh, confirmed for me that, all right, there's a whole lot 
more and there's a side to this life that I'm not aware of. Well, thanks a lot for sharing, Action Tribe. There are so many things around us uh, that we cannot make sense of yet. But just because there is magic and people have experienced it, uh, it doesn't mean it is not true because magic might just be science that is based on principles that we haven't discovered yet or we haven't figured out yet. Absolutely. So something to think think about. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the wisdom round. Uh, which begins with, uh, Neil, what is the best advice that someone has ever given you? Always finish what you start. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong every day. Um, a personal habit that keeps me strong every day. A good diet, uh, staying away from processed foods and anything with uh, GMOs in them. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. What is your morning routine like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? I usually uh, offer gratitude for the for the day, and I f- immediately forecast that it's going to be a great day and great things are going to happen. And uh, that's within the first thirty seconds. I I make that proclamation. But the first two hours are usually spent reviewing um, my manuscript, writing, reading. Um, if I have to teach that day, I'll be spending it with students, and uh, I usually try to impress something upon them also, always something positive and supportive, because I feel like it helps to connect, make that human connection that is uh, very much needed in our world today with children. Um, and other times, I, I might go to the gym, and it's a meditative process for me uh, to walk on the treadmill and be in my own zone. And I usually finish that up uh, with uh, perhaps a 15-minute meditation in silence. I think being silent is very important. Learning to be silent again uh, and not uh, in, a, in a period of space where we are not bombarded by all of the technology around us. We must reteach ourselves and our children how, how to be quiet and sit still because it is in stillness uh, that we gain so much. Mm-hmm. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Ah, goodness. <laughs> There's so many. I I uh, would refer your audience to something that's actually uh, nothing to do with energy healing. It's um, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. I do recommend that as a basis, as a foundation for beginning to understand contrasts in our lives. Um, in that book, uh, he does talk about how, you know, we cannot have, we cannot have sour without sweetness we cannot have pain without love we wouldn't be able to measure them and and so i a second one that i recommend is a short one it's called letters to a young poet by rainer marie rilke uh rilke is a, a phenomenal writer and uh, also talks about life lessons um, the alchemist that you mentioned that was beautiful the quote that you read i've, I've read also a great book paulo coelho's outstanding Many of the best books are written in a way that is almost proverb, like a one long proverb. And those are usually some of the, the best books to read because it appeals to our sense of revelation and enlightenment. And we learn something from them that we weren't expecting to learn. Absolutely. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. And that's why audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, if you don't know, uh, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, as well as A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC to start listening to your favorite book right away. Neil, thank you so much for joining us for today's interview. It was really a pleasure to have you here and to learn more about your wisdom and the stories that you've shared. Uh, Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. Right now, uh, I'm grateful to your audience as well for listening to you. Uh, I think that some of the things that you've said even on this show today are absolutely beautiful and so true. So I I, I am very grateful for you. Thank you so much, and I'm grateful for this day uh, to be here with you. Uh, and um, yeah, yes, my website is quantumenergytreatment.com, 
and um, clients uh, reach me by my uh, cell phone, which is area code 401-523-3144, that is in uh, North America. And um, I, so uh, thank you so much um, to all your listeners if they wish to experience a session or consultation I uh, would like to a half price offer for any session. Well, thanks a lot for uh, sharing that information and thanks for being so incredibly kind. I really loved chatting with you uh, and talking about the power of energy healing like we did today and our energetic cells. And thanks for taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so, so much, AJ. You were listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.